the Bible Study Podcast, episode 108. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Luke with Luke 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. When we left the narrative of Luke, we left it after Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. And with verse 14 of chapter 4, we begin Jesus' public ministry. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So Jesus goes into the synagogue in his hometown, a place where he has undoubtedly been before, and he is handed the scroll to read, as would be the custom. Someone who is well-known, who is a teacher, would get the honor of reading it. If there wasn't somebody well-known there, would go to some other member of the synagogue. And so he chooses to read from the prophet Isaiah a specific passage about the coming of the Messiah. That's what that section is. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he anointed me to preach good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners, sight to the blind. And so the people understand probably that that is a messianic prophecy. And so, so far, everything is going very normal. And he gets it and he rolls up the scroll, gives it back, sits back down to teach about that passage. So far, again, everything is going very normal. The next thing he says, though, is not what they expected. He's already gotten somewhat of a reputation, it says, for teaching in the synagogues. And so people are curious to see what this hometown boy, what Jesus will say, what he says is, today's the scripture fulfilled. In other words, I am this Messiah. And the account goes on, all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked? Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Do hear in your hometown what we have heard you did in Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon, and there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet none of them were cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All of the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. The first reaction is surprise, and they're amazed, but it everything is going okay so far. You'll note in the next verse that Luke refers to things that Jesus has done in Capernaum already. Now Luke does not include those in his account. They are in Mark's account, for instance. Some of the teachings and some of the healing he has already done in Capernaum. 
And so that's one of the reasons why people were anxious to hear what Jesus would say and anxious to see who this Jesus was now. And Jesus doesn't do what they expect. He starts pointing out to them that Elijah and Elisha, two of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, sometimes didn't do the miracles that they performed in Israel, but for Gentiles. And you may remember this story about Elijah, who gets through a time of famine with the widow from Zarephath. Every day she fixes food for him, and every day the her small supply, her meager supply of flour and oil is replenished. And also then her son dies, and Elijah raises him from the dead. And then Elisha heals Naaman the Syrian of leprosy. And Jesus says it isn't that there weren't people starving in Israel, it wasn't that there weren't people with leprosy in Israel. And so sometimes the prophets are rejected in their own country. And Elijah was with the widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon because he was driven out of the country. He was, in fact, rejected. And so he says no prophet is accepted in his own town. And they are furious. They are ready to kill him. And they take him to a cliff to throw him down to kill him. Which would have made Luke a very short book. But it's interesting that he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. There is something about this Jesus. Even when you are furious with him, you have to accept that there is something about this Jesus. He has an authority. I picture that as they're ready to throw him off the cliff, he is just looking at them one at a time in the eye, and they are backing away. There is something different about this guy. And then the next story in Luke uh, starts in verse 31. Jesus drives out an evil spirit. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath began to teach people. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching? With authority and power he gives orders to evil spirits and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. When I was talking about Jesus and there was something different about him, there is something about him that keeps coming up in the different gospel accounts that he taught with authority. And at this point, not only is he teaching with authority, he's amazing the people with his teaching because of his authority, this account says. But also he has authority over the evil spirits. And so this evil spirit who recognizes Jesus and recognizes Jesus' authority. Remember in the Bible, the devil knows who Jesus is. The devil and the demons have no trouble recognizing him. It's the rest of us who have trouble recognizing him. But when he calls out and calls the attention of who Jesus is, Jesus silences him and drives him out. And Luke 4 goes on, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever. It left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. 
Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Now, Simon here would be Peter, but his name has not yet been changed to Peter. His mother-in-law is sick, and I hesitate to bring up, but Peter is married, and that may come as a surprise to those of you who are from a Roman Catholic background, because we talk about popes and priests not being married, but Peter is married, and that's given both here and later on in the gospel when Paul talks about Peter and the other disciples being married. But she gets sick, and so Jesus heals her and sends her right back to work. And a lot of people have trouble with that. But for her, as a Jewish woman, one of her biggest roles and responsibilities is what she's doing, is taking care of guests, is hospitality. And so to not be able to fulfill what she is called to do is a bad thing. And when Jesus heals her, she is restored to her role and her place and her purpose. And so now Jesus spends the evening healing people and spends the evening driving out more and more demons who again know who he is. And then even though he's stayed up late doing that, he gets up in the morning and goes out to a solitary place, probably to pray if this account is consistent with so many other accounts here in the gospel. And the people still come after him. They say, you can't leave, you have to stay. How different this reaction to the reaction in Nazareth. I think that's one of the reasons why Luke includes these two accounts and includes them together in what we now call chapter 4. But Jesus understands that he has other people to see. Jesus understands that other people need to hear this. And so he continues on his ministry and leaves this region at this time. With that, we will also leave this region and we'll bring an end to this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to go to thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.